Good morning, good chaydesh. We are Daf Samach Aleph Amud Beis, right at the bottom. We've got a lot of a galata to do now. No, three lines up. Three lines up from the bottom where it says, Rabbo have a shadjan leilabani mizrach. So the Gemara that tells us, uh, we've been discussing in the previous year, in the previous Gemara, we've been discussing the direction a person has to face when he enters and he goes into a base akise. We went through the sugya, depending where you are in Etzisrol, where you are in, uh, which part of Etzisrol, north, south, east, west, whether you need to face Sofen Dorm or you need to face Mizrach Mariv. The Gemara then told us a machlekes between a number of Tanoim, or maybe Amaroim, not clear who this Rebbe Kiva here is. Is this Rebbe Kiva actually the Rebbe Kiva of the Tana, or is this Rebbe Kiva, the Rebbe Kiva, who was a later Amira? It's a discussion in the Achorinim exactly who this Rebbe Kiva was, because Abaya was, uh, well, it doesn't tell us exactly who, but the, the Rebbe Kiva was of the opinion that even in Chutzlaret, if you're in the direction of the base of Migdosh, you mustn't face the direction of the base of Migdosh. Rebbe Kiva means even in Chutzlaret, which Tosis then quoted Yishalmi that says if there's a wall in between, if you're in an enclosed area, then you have no problem. The problem is only if you're in an open area and you're facing towards the base of Mikdash, then you have to be careful to make sure that you are Mizrach Mariv, I assume, and not Sofren Dorim. It depends where Rebbe Kiva was. It depends if he was in in, in Yishalayim, then it would be, and then it would be. Sofren Dorim and not Mizrach Mariv. So then the Gemara tells us a story. Rabba have a Shadjan Livni Mizrach Mariv. Rabba used to set up the, the stones that he used to make the Besakise out of. That means the, the Mokim, the place where he would sit in the Besakise. So he made it out of Livni, out of stones, out of bricks, mortar bricks. And he placed them so that it should be Mizrach, Mizrach Mariv. It should be from east to west. Ozal Sabai so went Shodinu Tsofendorim. Sabai so went and turned them around to Tsofendorim. Abai wanted to see whether Rabbah, who was his uncle and his Rebbe, was particular that it should be Mizrach Mariv, or it just so happens he did it Mizrach Mariv. But if somebody else did him Tsofendorim, he would have been fine with that too. So he went and turned it around Tsofendorim. All Rabbah, Tratznehu. So Rabbah went along and he went and re, uh, realigned it, put it back in the direction he wanted. Oh man, he said, Man hide the Kometsarali. Who is this person who's trying to cause me pain? I'm like Rebekiva, who says that even in Chutzlar it's also, and that's the opinion I follow, says Rabbi, and therefore even in Chutzlar it's, I have to have it suffering barn, not Mizrach Mariv. So even though Rabbi was in Bovel, Rabbi was in Bovel, but he was in Bovel, which was in, in direct line of the base of Mikdosh. We have to say that he was in, in directly in line with the base of Mikdosh. And therefore, he was Shadinut Sofrin Dorim, and not Mizrach Mariv. Um, you'll have to give us a bit of a geography here, um, Gabi. If, if Rabbi was in Bovel, somewhere in Sura or Pompadisa, why? Then it should have been Tetzach von Vidarom. It should have been north and south, because Iraq is well to the uh, east of Yerushalayim. So it's east. So therefore, it's got to be north-south, not 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 uh, west. Sorry, west of Yerushalayim. East of Yerushalayim. That's right. So it should have been... It should have been it should have been. He made it sovereign dorm not to be facing the direction of Yushalayim. Though Iraq's not in, in any line of Yushalayim, really. It's lower down, isn't it? 
That's right. It's uh, Yerushalayim is south is south southwest of of Iraq, southwest of, of Baghdad, shall we say? Right, uh, and that's where most of those cities are. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that works. Okay. But don't don't we say that the approach from Boil to Eretz Israel brings you to the north of Eretz Israel? Yes, yeah, so the, the trade route. You went straight, but yeah. he, he was talking about the Bishamikdash. The Bishamikdash was at an angle of 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 south uh, southwest. Southwest, but it's because of the trade routes that you came through Syria. Right. So <laughs> we kind of we, in a way, we say Mitzofin to Posachara. That's right. Because it is north of um of it's north east. Yeah. So when you're talking about when you're talking about the direct line. The direct line is south, more south than um, southwest than. than uh, yeah. Nobody would cross the desert. An army wouldn't cross the desert. An army and the trade route would always go, go around. Yeah. And also, why couldn't Abai just ask him? And so, uh-huh. an interesting question. This um, um, the, the, we're going to see through the whole, the next, all the pieces of Gomorrah, very strange things that go on in the next few, in the next couple of agadatas. And also, the question is, why couldn't you ask? Clearly, there's certain areas where one doesn't ask open questions. Okay. One doesn't go and say to your Rebbe, how do you behave in the Besakise? That's not a question that can be asked. Uh, and therefore, it's not their Harris to ask a question like that. But yet, well, tell you he. And you one can ask it. how one should behave there. You don't have to ask how I one imagine, should behave. I imagine that, that you can ask him, is Allah like a Bekiva? And I don't think Rabbi wanted to hmm. pass him publicly that Allah is like a Bekiva. Because that's not much as how we should pass him according to the Seder of, of the Gemara. But Rabbi still felt that Halacha for himself was like a Bekiva, and Abai wanted to see how he was knowing himself. He, he knew what he would say in public. He wanted to know how he how he'd be knowing himself. And what Rabbi was knowing himself was that he he followed the opinion of a Bekiva. Rashi says, "Ozla Abai shadinu sofrim darim lirisim yakpid Rabbi alkach isri leikir Bekiva darim b'chutz laris nami kabdin alada milsa or not." And he found out with very clear, uh, with, with clarity that that Rabbi did follow the opinion of a Bekiva. And then we have a very similar Gemara. Now we're going to move away from, well, this next piece of Gemara is also the basic Kisa. Tanya Omer Rebekiva, Pamachas Nechnasti Achas Rebeshul, the basic Kisa, Vilamatim Menugimul Dvarim. Says Rebekiva himself, once I followed Rebbe Yeshua into the basic Kisa, Vilamatim Menugimul Dvarim, I learned from him three things. Vilamatim Shein Nifnin Mizrach Maiv, Shein Afanin Mizrach Maiv, a person mustn't place himself, position himself when he's relieving himself, Mizrach Maiv, east to west, because East to west would be in line with the base of Mikdash. Elot Sofrin Dorm. Elot Sofrin Dorm. It should be Sofrin Dorm. Now, where was this Rebbe Kiva and Rebbe Shua? Where were they? And either in Lud or in uh, Yavne. Well, if he was in Lud, then, then Yushalayim is, is, is north south. No, no, east. Yushalayim is, is. It's in the east, directly east. It's north, is directly it's north, it's northeast, isn't it? No, Lud is on the way to the, the coast. So, um, that would be east. Yavne would be slightly northeast, but um, um so therefore he mustn't go to Sofran. But, but then he 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 but he did go Sofran Darm. Sorry, Mizrach Mariv mustn't go east west because you mean east west would be in, in line with Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, that's right. And I learned from him that any from doesn't doesn't one uh, reveal oneself from Umid standing Elam Yushuv only sitting. One doesn't clean oneself with the right hand, only with the left hand. Three things. So again, we have here a Bekiva who followed Rabbi Yeshua. Rather than asking him directly, 
Rashi tells us, This was in the Eretz Yehuda, so it was anywhere, in, somewhere in Yehuda on the left, on the east of, of uh, Yerushalayim. As we learned last week, the left of Eretz Yisrael, the left of Yerushalayim has a piece of Yehuda jutting up. So even though Yerushalayim is primarily Binyamin, but, and Yehuda is directly underneath it, adjacent to Yerushalayim, but there's a piece which juts up of Yerushalayim and is parallel on, along the line of Binyamin, and therefore direct east of Yerushalayim. And therefore he has to face suffering Dorim rather than facing Mizrach Ma'ev. And he learned two other things. And again, he couldn't ask him. These are not questions that one asks. Clearly, it wasn't questions that one, one would, would be able to ask one's Rebbe. Amalei ben Azai. So ben Azai turned around to Rebekiv and he said to him, Ad kane asta panecha berabach. That's how far you go to azta panecha, to be brazen berabach with your Rebbe. You go follow him into a besakise. Amalei tayrihi velilmoid anitzorich. Tayrihi velilmoid anitzorich. When it comes to tayr, every aspect of our life, Everything is directed by Torah. And if it's Torah, it's Torah. Even the concept of going to a Besakise and relieving oneself and all the procedure that one has to follow there. Torah. Unbelievable Kiddush is Gemara. Unbelievable piece of Gemara. Torah. There's nothing in our lives that's not Torah. And if it isn't Torah, then there's something wrong. Torah. That's not called You can't call me being brazen. I'm learning Torah. I'm not doing anything else other than learning Torah. Tanya ben Clearly, ben understood the message of Rabbi Kiva and then followed suit. He did exactly the same thing. He followed Rabbi Kiva into the base of Kisei. And I learned from him three things. A person must relieve himself facing east and west. We have to say ben was also in, in Yehuda somewhere. And I learned from him, Shein Nifroin Mu'umid, one mustn't be standing, Elam Yoshev. Well, Amadati, Shein Mekanchem Bimin, Elam Bismoyl. The one doesn't, is one's not Mekanech with the right hand, Elam Bismoyl. The Gemara later is going to tell us why the right hand is wrong and why the, the left hand is better. Amalei Yehud, Rabbi Yudas, Rabbi Yudas said to him, Adkan, Astabanech, Berabach. And he gave the same retort that Rabbi Kiva responded to him, Amalei Tayrihi, that's how brazen you were in front of your Rebbe that you looked and you watched him. This is something which is very personal. What right have you got to watch? Which he answers, there's nothing which is beyond the realms of Tayyar. tells us even a stranger story. Oh, Kana went up. Gano to say Puraya the Rav, he hid under the bed of Rav. Shome, he heard him, the Soch, the Sochak, the Osat Shochov. He heard, and he, he wanted to be in the room when, uh, when Rav would have a relationship with his wife. So this way he could learn the, the halachas and he could learn the, the, the approach that one has to have with the, in the relationship with one's wife. So he heard Rav was Soch, was, was spoke to his wife, was Sochak, and laughed with her, the Osat Shochov. And then he had the relationship. Rashi tells us, Soch v'sochak yemishtoi, Sicha b'tela shal ritzu tashmish. Sicha b'tela shal ritzu tashmish. A conversation to to lighten the, the atmosphere, to make her more nisratza, to make her more willing and wanting for tashmish. Well, in English, they'd call foreplay. Soch v'sochak v'ososrochov. Amalei. So Rav Kana was completely shocked. He was sure he was going to see Rav when he, in relating to his wife in, in, in a manner which in his mind would have been, 
abstention and things like that. When on the contrary, he saw him Omalesi he said to him, he couldn't contain himself. He's lying under the bed. You thought he'd have the seichel to keep quiet, but he couldn't contain himself. Omalesi the mouth of of Rav, the way you're communicating with your with your with your wife is it sounds like you've never had a relationship with her before. Rashi says, mm-hmm. as if you've never had a relationship with your wife before. Looks like you've been and of course that's not what Rav was doing. Rav uh, was was behaving in a manner that every Jew should behave. The the the, the ability to be miratze and 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 give his wife. The, the, the feeling that she wanted, that's, that's what Rav was, was trying to achieve here. It wasn't coming out of a place of time. It was coming from a place of responsibility. But yeah, Rav Khan found that extremely difficult to understand. So he, so he couldn't contain himself. He says, Domi pumi tafshila. Oh, my lace, Rav immediately said, Kana hocha at, you kana here, puk, out, the love or achara. He didn't get annoyed with him. He didn't shout at him. He didn't scream at him. He didn't say to him, it's disgusting what you're doing. He understood exactly what was going on. He said, go, please leave the room. The love or achara. It's not the nice way to behave. It's not the normal way. It's not, it's not basic decency to behave like that. Oh, my Lord, he said to him, I'm sorry. How you relate to your wife is pure tayr. It's not a, a means of, of, Fulfilling one's taiva and and uh, expressing one's own desire—that's not what it's about. And I want to learn from you, Rab, my Rebbe, the manner and how one has to behave, even in even in something which is is so hidden away from the public eye and completely behind closed doors. And but sneers Godel, but I still need to learn to know myself how Tayr demands us to behave. Then the Gemara carries on. The Gemara says. Sorry if Rashi says, Why does, do we not, are we not with the right hand? One doesn't clean oneself with the right hand, with the left hand. Because was given with the right. Toyer was given with the right, and therefore what? Therefore, the right is more chashiv. And therefore, we don't want the right to be, be used for something which is, which is degrading for it. At the end of the day, being mechanech is degrading. And therefore, to use the right would be a, a, would be degrading the kayach hayimin, the power of tayyah, the power of the intellect. Tayyah comes through the right. The right represents the intellect of tayyah. And, and, uh, and is the, the opposite end of the spectrum. It's, it's the, the most physical element of man. And therefore, one, one should detach the yamin from that and then we use the smile. Because it's closer to the mouth. And therefore, out of health and safety, the right hand is more close to, is more often used to feed oneself. And therefore, it wouldn't be health, it would be a health hazard if you used your right hand. Therefore, one should use the left hand, which is less risk. But Kerbala Pair means that the mouth which is expresses Toyer, it's not quite the Toyer itself, it's the mouth which expresses Toyer. Therefore, we don't want there to be contamination between the, the Kinuach, which is the lowest end of, of the, the physical spectrum to the mouth, which is going to be talking Toyer, and therefore use the smile, not the, not the Yemen. If Shimbin Lakishama, if Nesha Koshabot Filin, Shimbin Lakish says something different because you use it, you use your right hand to tie the Twilin. It's true that you put your Twilin on your left hand because you're being Makasha, the, the left hand, which is the least, the more physical hand 
to the Rebbeinu Shalom through the power of Tefillin. But what what enables that kesha to take place? What what is the the means through which that that Tefillin can actually be tied onto the hand? That's the, the yamin. So the kaiyach yamin is the kaiyach of being mekasha the the Rebbeinu Shalom to man. The power of of tying Tefillin onto the arm and onto the head, and therefore you don't use that for something which is totally physical, completely and utterly physical. Though it's Torah, and Torah spreads from the from the 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 point of Nesina Satoya, from Matan Torah, from the Einoidul Vada, all the way down to every aspect of physical man, of physical life. Torah, like Chazal tell us, Loiha. The purpose of Torah is not just to learn Torah, although you have to learn Torah for the sake of Torah itself, but the, the, the surah, the way one learns Torah is to understand how to behave in every aspect of our action. There's no part of man's action which is beyond Torah, as we see from this Gemara. From the moment you wake up in the morning, as we learned in the previous sugyas, from the, the sugya of Brichas HaShachar, the moment you, you wake up before you open your eyes, Till the moment you go to bed at night, which finishes off with a mapil. Every moment of your day, every action is directed and dictated to by Torah. Even something which seems to be so lowly as 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 the, the process in the Beis HaKissi. Or even something which seems to be a, a means of taiva. Torah It's all Torah and we have to learn it. And I learn it through the prism of Torah. Not through any other, not, not, through, any, not through any other perspective. But yet, at the end of the day, the Maisik Kinoach, the Mekanchen, the, the is, is still a, a, a very physical act, though it's Tayyar. And, my, and the job, my job is to connect it to Tayyar by, by, by behaving in a basic kiss the way I need to, through the Hilchas Sneer, so we're going to see a moment in the Gemara, and, and behaving in, 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 in a manner that one should in a basic kiss, as the Tayyar dictates. Then I've turned that into a piece of Tayyar too, but not at the level of the Yemen, only at the level of the Smoil. Either because Torah was given to Yemen, or because it's Krevel a pair, and the pair is what expresses Torah, or because it's Kesha Botfilin, it's the, even the hand of action. Even when I talk about the, the, the my hand as a, as a, as a means of acting, of my means of my Mesa, of a Mesa Mitzvah, it's still on a level which is too elevated to allow you to use it for that type of Mesa Mitzvah, that action of Torah, and therefore, why, why is it more elevated? Because Kesha Botfilin, it's the means, the hand through which one can connect the Torah, the Tfilin, and the Bernish Rebbe to the physical action of man. But therefore, when it comes to the Kinuach, which is also Torah, but a much lower level of action, a lower level of connection, therefore there it has to be besmoiled. Smoil is also the part of the same person. It's part of the same Torah. But it's the left side of Torah. The side which can connect to the physical world in, 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 a, greater, in a greater percentage, in a greater proportion. Ketanoi says, this is Machlekes Tanoi. Why does one not? Why is one not mekanech with with the yemin Because you use it to eat. Again, achile is something which is very spiritual. You're taking something physical and elevating it to a very spiritual height. You take the food. You take the the the. The, as the Kuzari tells us, when a person eats, he's elevating first the daimem. The daimem is the ground, the, the, dorm, the dormant ground, the, the ground that has no life in it. But in it, you grow. So you take the ground and you, you use that ground to grow food. That food is this semeach. You take that semeach and it's eaten by the chai, by the animals. And the animal now becomes a, a the daimem becomes elevated to a chai, and the chai becomes elevated to, to the, to the, Sorry, the dome becomes elevated to the tzemeach, to the growing produce. The produce then becomes elevated together with the dome, of course, becomes elevated to the chai, to the animal. And then when, when man shechs the animal and eats it with a brocha, and he makes a brocha, he then elevates the animal to the st- status of a, of a odon. And then when man does mitzvahs, he's then elevated everything. 
from the diamond the Samech Lechai to the Medabe, all the way through to Kaycha Teir to Kaycha Mitzvah, he's now made everything into a piece of Teir. That's the process of, of, uh, of the life of eating. That's the process of the sequence of eating, is to elevate every aspect of Eilam Hazet to spirituality, and therefore to do a Maisa which is not, which is uh, more detached, more lower than that connection of Achila, can't be done with the with the right hand, can be done with the left. Because the right hand is the hand that's used to elevate the diamond to the Samer, to the Chai, to the Medaba, to the Kirch mitzvah, to the Rebbein Shalom. And therefore, I use my left hand, which is not as as uh, elevated as the right. Because you write with it. Again, you, you're doing actions. You're doing actions with your hand. You're doing actions with your hand. But those actions are actions of Torah. I write Torah with it. I use it for Ksivas HaTorah. And therefore... I can't use it for something so lowly as Bimekanech. Be it, it's Torah, Torah, it's still Torah, but it's on a different level of Torah. It's a different level of physicality. And if I use my left hand, not my right hand. Rebekiva says, because you would use your right hand to show Tami Torah. So this is even one level less than Kosov. I use it, I don't actually write Torah with it, but I'm using my fingers and my hand to enable Torah to be expressed. So I'm enabling Torah to be expressed. Rashi explains, what does it mean, Tami Torah? Neginos tamei mikra shel the tunes of the and the tamim of the psukim of the Torah and the rim ksuvim. Bein benikut she besefer, bein bagbars koyla betzilsul imos anegina shel pashto v'darga v'shoifer mahapech moilech yada mahapech mahapech moilech yada and if we tam hanegina kruisi bekerim haboy meetz yisrael. Very interesting. Says Rashi, what's this mipnation maribot tamei Torah in the time when they used to do kriyas haTorah? So they used to have a balkayer. But the Balkari didn't actually learn the trop or the Naginos or even the, the, the exact Nekudos. And there would be somebody standing next to him who would, who would use his finger, would use his finger to, to make signs. Is this a Pashto? Is this a Darga? Rashi calls it a Shofar Mahapach. I'm not sure, like a, 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 a... These are the Sfardi names, I think. But a Shofar Mahapach is a, is a yeah. Darga. What was it? Was a, uh, yeah, they have different names for our notes, I think. What, what, would, shayf, what would the Shofar Mahapach be? Um, a, what's it called? A... Tanisha Gedola? Is that a Shofar Mahapach? Not sure. Tal Shales? Is that a Shofar Mahapach? Probably a Merchot Tipcho. Could be. But you see him doing that these days. If you go so to the Shofar very interesting. I was brought up in Schneider's Yeshiva. Yeah. Now, I don't know if any of you know about Schneider's Yeshiva, but Schneider's Yeshiva was made up of probably the greatest Hamid Chachamim that England had in the time. Uh, Walter Halton and Zeich Asad Givrochem, Fischl Goldberg, and Sander Apter, and then there was an uh, unbelievable Hamid Chachamim there. And uh, they spent their life sitting and learning. In fact, they would come to shul, and on the table, on the shtender, would be a, a Gemara and a small sitter. And they davened, and then whenever there was a spare moment, they were learning. So there wasn't very many people there who were that, that uh, fluent in Kriya Satoya. So we had the Balikriya, but there was often it would be that the, the Balkaya couldn't make it or he didn't prepare properly. So Alta Halpin would stand next to the Balkaya and he would mm-hmm. use his finger yeah. to show him exactly what Nagin is. And he would go like this and like this and like this. And it was a sight to see, but that's, that's how we got through on a regular basis yeah. our Kriya Satoya. And this, yeah, that, I think that's what's starting to be here. You go to Friday Minya, they do that as a routine. That's, I, I don't know if Shimon's here, but, um, they do that on a yeah, yeah. Ah, Shimon's come in, yeah. They do that, Shimon. They do that in your in your yes. in your min- really. So, certainly, it helps the Balkair. <laughs> yeah. But the Balkair doesn't prepare, or even if he does, 
No, so even if the Valkyrie prepares. So in France, for example, I saw an eight-year-old doing it to his father, who probably, and, you know, perfectly was helping his father read. Um, and certainly when I read, I, even though I've prepared, it, it definitely helps me when the, the, the person, sent the swimmer, sort of um, does all the, uh, the notes to help oh, me along. And they literally just draw the notes in the air. Yeah. They don't quite yeah. draw the notes, but yeah, there's a... More um, or less. I think more or less, as far as I've yeah. seen. Yeah. That's what Rebel Darby used to do. Yeah. Pashto and then... We're left to our own devices in our circles. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you, you can't actually do all the notes at the speed You'd be surprised you can do... You must learn quite slowly, Shimon. Uh, I... If you have a good Somech, they can do, they can help you. Really? <laughs> Somech. They've even got a name, a Somech, yeah. <laughs> but that's, clearly was, uh, in Rashi's time, we already ceased to exist. Rashi yeah. tells us, Re'isi shekorin haboy meetsi sorol. In Europe, it's quite clear that that hadn't, that stopped already. Uh, and uh, what your, your minute, Ian, has definitely has hundreds of years. You've gone back here a thousand years now. Already a thousand years ago, Rashi's, Rashi told us that it hadn't, it had stopped in, in Europe. But that's the reason why McCann can be in Bismoil and not McCann can be in Min. Now, what's interesting is that this Machlekes Tanoim is not really exactly the same as the Rava and and Rabbi Babachona. Rava says Meshatayu Nitno Biyamin. Rabbi Babachona says Meshikrove Lepeh, which is part of the Eichel. The Ketanoi is only with regards to Eichel. None of the others say the reasoning of Rabba or the reasoning of Rabshim ben Lakish. And yet the Gemara doesn't ask a question who, who, which Tana do they go like? In, in, indicating that despite the fact that they're saying different reasonings, it's not quite different. The, and, and it's not a contradiction to the reasons that are given in the Brysa. The only reason why the Gemara says Ketanoi is to let, make it known to us that the Eichel is a Machlekes. Is the Eichel part of the reason or is it not part of the reason? But otherwise, the other reasons don't seem to be a contradiction. Well, that needs to need some sort of explanation why that's not quite, uh, why, why, why they're considered in the same, all in the same vein, even though they have... Because the, um, to ascribe the giving of the Torah to the right hand, there is, the hand of God is always described as Yemin. Correct. described as small. Because Yemin is the might. Um, the, otherwise, it would look as though Hashem has got left and right. It's, 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 sure, it's not intended. So it's a very. Um, well, there are great... times in the, there is a Rashi here of Gabi which tells us that Akash does have a smile, but sometimes the smile becomes Yemin. Rashi on the positive, So Rashi says, why is it twice Yemin? Should be once Yemin and one smile. So Rashi says, sometimes Hashem will take the left hand and turn it into Yemin. Yes, but right? it's not because it's physically left and right. It's because... We never... We, 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 we can't... Kodesh Baruch is ain't like goof. This is only in, in, in the means to enable us to understand that there's a, a power which we call Yemin, which is called Chesed, which is the strength of giving, is always Yemin. The Fakrishbroch is always called Yemin because he always gives, constantly he's, he's Tevamative. And there's a power called Left, which prevents and stops. But Torah is the process of Yemin. And therefore, in, in the 
in the analogy to man, there's a, there is a physical right and left, and that's an analogy. There is a physical right and left, and therefore the right is always an analogy to this concept of the giving of Torah, the giving of Chesed of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The left is a concept of the opposite. So therefore, so therefore we we always have a Hashimus for right. Is that not right, Rabbi? The right hand is always the more Chashim hand than the left. Always, always. Yes. Because of that analogy. And therefore the Gemara says here, the Mekanchim B'smoveh and Mekanchim B'yimin. The Gemara needs to tell us this because uh, uh, the natural instinct of a person is to use his right hand because the right is, is, is the hand that does most actions. So therefore the Gemara has to tell us, we want you to do something which is against nature of man and use the left hand rather than the right hand. What about for a left-hander? Um, good question. It, it doesn't say here that left hand would be different. If it's because of Mekanesha Kosovo, then you would be right. But if it's because of any of the other reasons, or, or if it's because of Mesha Kesha Botvillin, you would be right. But if it's because Torah and Nitna Biyamin, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You have to look in Rav Pesach Kron's book. Do you have one? Sure, I can get one. I think I've got one here. We've got Rav Pesach Kron's book on, on um, left hand and right handers. We should have it. I should have it here somewhere. I'll see if I can dig it out. I should have a couple of books on left-handed. Many left-handed people have written little uh, forum on left hand and right hand. So we'll have a look there. If I remember. Back to the Gemara. Says Reb Tanchum, the son of Chaniloi. Whoever behaves in a Manner of tsnius, uh, the word tsnius means in a, in a discreet manner, in a basakise, nitzo mishloisha dvorim, will be saved from three things, minanachoshim, or minakrovim, or minahamazikim. From the snakes that can be found in the basakise, uh, my wife told me the other day there was some town in Etisrol that were locked down because there were snakes roaming around, um, because of the lockdown that up until now, you know, they, they felt it was comfortable for them to come out of their hiding places and they were roaming around some town and give out safe somewhere. And uh, they had to call in the, the uh, anti-snake, the pest or people to get rid of them. But snakes roam around in empty areas, so therefore they'll be around the base of Kisei. Omen Akrobim, scorpions also are found in places like that. Omen Mazikin, the Mazikin also hang around the the Besakisi. Mazikin are the, the spirits that damage people and they're called Mazikin because they damage. They also hang around the Besakisi. And we're going to see in the Gomorrah that Besakisi was actually a risky place to go to in the time of Chazal. So to his dreams will be, will be, uh, will be pleasant. They'll be settled. He won't have uh, the scary nightmares that people sometimes have. Rashi explains to us. So Rashi tells us what's this concept that if you're tsunua in the Beis if you're discreet, you'll be nitzel mishleish advarim in the choshim, min akrovim in the mazikim. So Rashi learns as follows: min anachoshim, min akrovim, min hamazikim. The mitoich tsni usoi, because of his discreetness, misnaheig ben nachas ubishtika. His behavior will be quiet and bishtika, and he won't be talking. Ve'ena anachoshim magishim lis kanois, and therefore these snakes won't won't uh, recognize, won't realize that he's there. And so too the Mazikim will have Rachmanus on him. Now, Rashi doesn't tell us why the Mazikim will have, will have Rachmanus on him here. It seems to be that somebody who's Sunua, when it comes to the Nechoshim, it's purely because Rashi learns physical, some physical reason that snakes won't 
if you're quiet and you walk past the snake quietly, he won't, he won't, uh, he, he won't realize that you're walking by and he won't bother with you. But when it comes to mazikim, Rashi doesn't give us an explanation. Afa mazikim chasin olav. So mazikim or chasin olav, they'll have, uh, rachmanus on him. Chasin olav, they'll, they'll be careful when it comes to this gentleman. Though it doesn't say that the mazikim won't realize that he's there because he's quiet. It just says that the fact that a person's sonua, the person behaves discreetly, doesn't give the mazikim the power to, to damage. Being discreet, being sunua in one's behavior, particularly in the Besakise, being sunua, even in a pri- even in a private place, is a reason that a person is not considered under the, 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 under the influence of the physical world, because in the physical world, there's no tzniyas. In the physical world, everything's open. A person who's tzniyas is because he's spiritual. A spiritual person, the spirituality is hidden, like it's a spirituality is hidden in the world today. We don't find the spirituality uh, openly, overtly. We've got to look for it. We've got to work for it. We've got to work to find it. So somebody who's tzniyas means he's, he's a spiritual person. If he's a spiritual person, then the powers of the mazikim have, have, is, is, is just not there. They don't have the ability to hurt him. That seems to be what Rashi's saying. So we're going to see later in the Gemara. This Gemara tells us that being quiet in the basic kisses is the best. We're going to see later in the Gemara. The Gemara seems to make say that making noises in the basic kisses is the best. <coughs> we'll see in a moment. Dreams come from the mazikim at night, who, who cause your your the mind to 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 be in a turmoil, in, in, to be unsettled. And that's why the mind uh, goes through these, these nightmares, as we learned earlier in the Gemara. And that's the purpose, according to the Yushalmi, of saying Krishma al-Hamito, is to prevent those mazikim from being able to, from being able to have any influence. You say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakein Hashem Echad, there's only oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then mazikim automatically don't have power. The moment you, you've declared that there's only oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then mazikim don't have the ability to, to cause you to have nightmares. And same here, the power of sneers is that the mazikim don't have any ability of you. So when a person goes to Besakis and he's sonua, the mazikim leave him alone, so then they've left him alone. When it comes to night, they won't be around to, to in any way, cause him to have these ups, upsetting dreams. Who Besakis is having Tiberia? There was this Besakis that was in Tiberia. You have an Aili Bei If two people would go together, even during the day, Mitzaki, they would get hurt. The mazikim would damage them, they would hurt them. They went in each one on their own separately. They weren't damaged. Were you not scared to go into that base where the mazikim were damaging people? Even two people together, where normally we say two people mazikim are scared of, but in the base kisse they weren't scared. So going alone, aren't you more worried when you went alone? Omri Luhu, so they responded to the Rabbanon, they said, Anon Kabola, Gomirinon. We have a Messiah, we have a, a, a Kabola from the previous generations, this, which has been handed down from generation to generation. Kabola, the Besakise Tsniusa, the Kabola, how to behave in a Besakise, this Messiah that we have, the, and how to behave in a Besakise is Tsniusa, a person should be Behave with sneers. And if you behave with sneers, then the mazikim don't have any power over you. Ushtikusa and quietly. No noise. Sneusa, ushtikusa. Ushtikusa. 
Kabbalah the Yisuri Shtikusa. When it comes to pain, if I can just cause the person to have pain, Shtikusa. Don't, don't ask, don't ask questions, just remain quiet. And this is similar to the Gemara that we learned earlier, that we saw the Mashon, the Gon, that a person shouldn't even talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu too much when it comes to Yisurim. Chas Vashonim, not to come to a stage of questioning the, the, the pain that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given a person. And he should, he should daven. That's the part, that's the key, Yisuri, Kabbalah the Yisuri, Shtikusa, Mibayi Rachmi, that's all. Rashi tells us, Kabbalah the Yisuri, Kabbalah Musayrah, Messiahs, it's a, a, um, how do you say Messiahs in English, Gabby? Tradition. Tradition, uh. Tradition, yeah, tradition, probably the best word, a tradition, yeah, okay, a tradition. Uminak, and, and a custom, Shikibalnum Rabbiseno, that we received from our Rebbe's Bebesakise, with regards to how one should behave in the Besakise. Kabbalah di Surishtikusa, the Kabbalah of, of, Pain, like which Prophet sends Kalisol or a single person is shtikusishli, evade be surin. So he shouldn't kick back, he shouldn't respond be surin. That means he shouldn't react negatively be surin and burn love when this surin come onto him. Abaya Miravyale Ime Imra. Abaya's mother trained a small little lamb to the male Bahadeis should constantly walk with Abaya. The Besakise, whenever they went to the Besakise. Why a lamb? So Rashi tells us, And by a seh going into the Besakise with him, that would protect him. That would protect him. So Abaya wasn't comfortable just relying on the Reb Ami and Reb Asi on the for some reason, by the time it came to the generation of Abaya, they felt they needed something else. So So she, she trained this little lamb, the sheep, to walk with him. And whenever they went to the basic kisses, the sheep would follow him, and he would go into the basic kisses. This is the Mary had a little lamb sauce. So why did she train a lamb, which I suppose was unusual? Why didn't she train a, a, a kid of a goat or a goat? That's more common to have goats running around with people, which is more honest, is soy besoy michlef. Soy besoy michlef. Soy besoy michlef. The mazikim are called seirim. We find this in the Torah. Mazikim are called seirim. Uh, that's why we give a soed la azazel. The azazel is the power of the sultans. We give him a soed. That's the, 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 the closest living being to the, to the, to the koecha sultan. So by taking a soed in, that wouldn't actually protect. It would actually cause more trouble than it's worth. But a lamb, that would protect. Rashi says, soed, shade shall be sakisid, doimel a soed. Ba'alem, nema, osirim, yirak, yukudushom. So we see clearly that the Mkrecha Mazikim are called Seirim, so to bring a Soya in would, on the contrary would only uh, awaken him rather than make him sleep. Rava, Mikamid Haveresha, Rava, before he was the leader in the Yeshiva and Surah and Pompadisi, whichever one he was, I think it was a Surah, Mekakushale Bas Rebchista, his wife, who was the daughter of Rebchista, as we saw earlier in the Sugyas of of Bahadaya, if Basra Chista was the wife of, of Rava, she would mekakishale amguza belikna. She would take a nut in a copper vessel and she would walk behind 
rubber all the way through to the base of Kissing and stay there when he was inside the base of Kissing, banging this, this nut inside the, inside the copper vessel to protect him, to protect him from the Mazikim. Because the Mazikim don't like noise. Mazikim don't like noise. Snakes don't like noise. Mazikim don't like noise. Uh, again, here, the robber didn't want to rely, or Basur Chisa didn't want to rely on the sneers and the shtikusa of robber. Sneers and shtikusa, one's got to behave with sneers in a basic kiss, and one mustn't talk in a basic kiss. Eh? That wouldn't, wasn't enough to protect him. And therefore, Shad can make a lot of noise. Shad can make a lot of noise, even though noise is the contradiction to the sneers and shtikusa of the Gemara, previous Gemara. So the previous Gemara, we said that shtikusa keeps keeps everybody, everybody at bay. And then the Choshim don't know you're there, the Korban don't know you're there, and the Mazikim don't start with somebody who's Sanua, somebody who's quiet and Sanua. But yet, for some reason, in the time of Rabbah, they weren't happy to rely on that Messiah, and they needed to be, um, make a noise of Amguzah Belikna, Michlef, Amguzah Belikna, Bosa de Malach, Bosa de Malach, after he, he became, Rosh Hashiva, Avdalei Kvasa, Manchalei Yadarisha. So she would go with him, and she did as follows. She put his hand through a, Avdalei Kvasa, she made a window in the wall of the Besakisa, or in the wall of the house, directly in line with where Rava would go to relieve himself. Manchalei Yadarisha. She would leave her hand on his head. So that way there was considered two people there, and the Mazikim were more scared of two people. Rashi says, she would put a nut in a copper bowl, and she would bang with it, from the house, and he would be relieving himself adjacent to that, outside of the house, and that noise would scare, would scare away any, that noise would scare away any mazikim, and any choshim, and the krobim. So now that he's a Rashi and he's a greater Shimu, Shemiskanim Hashedim Tamidich Achamim Yosim Shabni Adam, and the Kakeshes boy Mibayis for whom the founder connected me bechutz wasn't enough of a protection for him. Now the Mazikim would 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 be prepared to endure the noise to try and get hold of a Tamid Chacham like that, and therefore he needed a, a greater protection. So she made a kvasa, a chalon. She made a window connected Mokim Shunafana adjacent to the place that he would relieve himself. Behind the house, and that way she would, uh, he would, there would be considered two people there, and he would be protected. The the Masha has a very interesting discussion here with regards to the the timeline of when Basra Chista died. Because if you don't, if you remember, Bahadaya interpreted one of the dreams of Robert that his wife was going to die, and the Gemara also tells us that later he interpreted the dream of Abaya that Abaya was going to die and Robert was going to take over. The sequence in the Gemara seems to be that the interpretation that Rabbah's wife was going to die happened before the dream that Abaya, that Rabbah was going to take over from Abaya. So the sequence of events doesn't match the previous Gemara. And Mashal says you're going to have to say that even though Abaya predicted that his wife was going to die, but she only died many, many years later. But clearly Rabbah attributed the fact that she died still to the, to the, Interpretation of Bahadaya because he gave Bahadaya a clolo and Bahadaya met a, a gruesome end because he was so upset that he caused his wife to die through the negative interpretation. So exactly the sequence of when the, the dream was, was interpreted and when his wife died isn't clear in the Gemara. There was quite, quite obviously a, a, a large gap.
Amar Ula. So now Ula tells us some more halachas which are relevant to how one should behave with regards to a Beisakisi. If a person goes into a Beisakisi and he's behind the gate, he can relieve himself straight away. If he's in a valley, that means in an open valley, he's got to move a distance that his friend wouldn't hear him relieving himself. Isi Ban had a slightly different Mishnah. His Mishnah learned as follows. If he's behind the, the Geda, you can't be in the Fanamiyad. You can't relieve yourself straight away. But rather, then you only need to be distanced. You only need to distance yourself from the, from the, the Geda as long as your, the friend can't hear him. In a Bika, in a valley which is open, it's as long as his friend cannot Cannot see him. Cannot see him. Actually, it's not a mashah, this Rob, it's Tasis. We'll come to Tasis in a minute. Sorry, I thought it was a mashah, it's actually Tasis. We'll see, Tasis discusses the sequence of events in a moment. Let's just finish this tomorrow and then we'll come back to Tasis. Achari Ageda says, Ula says, Isi Ban is not immediate, but only Kosman Shemis Atish Ben Chavir Shemia. Uva Bika, Kosman Shemis Chavir Eu. We're talking about a shamer, somebody who is guarding the press house to make sure that it remains tahir, the, 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 the oil is tahir and not chasvisham doesn't come in, in contact with some dude's tongue. So they have to have a mashkiach there, like we have a mashkiach nowadays when it comes to manufacturing food. They have to have a mashkiach for Tumma and Tara to make sure that the oil, even though the oil is a simple production, but it needs a mashkiach tamidi there to make sure that it's perfectly tired. And what happens if this mashkiach then suddenly needs to relieve himself? So the Mishnah tells us that he's but he goes out the front door of the Pesachbad and he relieves himself immediately behind the gedder. And we consider the 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 oil still tahir because we don't assume that in that short time where he hardly distanced himself from the base of He'd only gone a few steps behind the gather and uh, he relieved himself in that short time. We don't assume that somebody came in and contaminated the oil. But uh, what do we see from here? That he could be in the Fanamiyada, Khariyagada. We allow him, we don't we don't demand him to move further away. So there's a kasha on Isi Ba Nosan, who says that Akhariagada is not the Place that one can be in a funny. You've got to move away far enough that it should be misatish. If he's misatish, ain't chaveishemia. Shkumar answers, you're right. This price, this mission is not a riot because the tyrus he kilu. Isib Nasim will tell you that when it comes to tyrus, they allowed him to relieve himself a bit closer, even in a, in a situation where we wouldn't normally allow him to. We'd say to move further away. But in this situation, to to protect the tyrus, so there should be less time gap between when he goes out from when he comes in, less risk to the Tara of this oil, we, we, we allowed them to be Mufana straight away, Machoy Hageda. Toshima, Kama, Yurchaku, Yutahirin. Again, we're talking about a similar situation. Somebody who's protecting food or whatever it is to, from, from uh, being contaminated. Kama, Yurchaku, Yutahirin. How far can he go and they should be Tahirin? So as long as they can see him. So we see clearly that he, there's no rule of far enough that he can't see him. On the contrary, we, we say he can't, they can't see him. He's going to go out of the, the place that he's guarding, he's going to move away, and as long as anybody coming in can still see him, then that's considered a shame, he's, he's called protected. But if the Gemara tells us, the Mishnah tells us before, that you need to be so far away, that they that's a kasha on Isi Banosun. Which Gemara answers, no, Shani Echli Tairis Hekilu. It comes to Echli Tairis, the Akilu Bu'arbono, the Arbono Mu'mekil, says Rashi. Says Rashi, 
Achari, I get in the front of me. Yad vein sark nisrachik klum. You don't need to move further away. Over bicker sark nisrachik deishlo yishmar chaveri atushim shalmato. The when he's in a bicker, he has to distance himself far enough that his friend can't hear atushim shalmato. Can't hear him relieving himself. Over ein sark nisrachik ad kadeishlo yirenu. He doesn't need to distance himself so far that they can't see him. So according to the the ulla, then the Mishnahs the Mishnahis are good. It's only on and according to Isi Bar Nosson we have a problem with the Mishnahis. Sorry, Missing the tires shall shemen based about of the oil of the press house. In hotsuful of fanois, they need to relieve themselves. Yoitzim mi pesach based about. They go out of the pesach based about and they fanin lachrei ageda and they relieve themselves behind the gate, behind the fence. Shlifnei a pesach, which is just in front of the door. We're not worried that in that few moments he's hardly left the place. He goes out and he comes almost straight back in. That an amor should come in and touch. Alman the fanin lachrei ageda miyad. Which more answers but tires kilu. So we see that. In front of Mishnah, you don't need to distance yourself more than the the behind the gate, behind the fence. And your Isibar Nosson said even less than the fence. In further away, you've got to be much further away than the fence. You've got to be Kosman, That's much, much, much further. And that contradicts this Mishnah. When he came to protecting and guarding the tires from being contaminated by some who's tommy, the chazal were makel with regards to Hilchus Beis Hakisi. How far should the shemir tires, those who are protecting the tires, how far can, do they have to distance themselves in order to relieve themselves? Since he's not able to go any further, Therefore, if he needs to be mafana, he needs he should be mafana. So you have to the isi the boy loy the boy shalay yerenu. It's a question on isi who says that you don't need to. You need to go so far that you can't be seen. And here he says on the contrary, he stops at the point. What's going on? Again, the Gemara answers the same terence that the Chazal will make with regards to the rules and regulations of how one should behave in the Beis for the protection of the the shaman or other tyrus that this gentleman was protecting. Rashi's giving a different answer. What's Kozman Shein Chavei Roya? The Kama Isi Banosan Kozman Shein Chavei Roya is pure. Don't tell me that Isi Banosan means he's got to go so far that he can't be seen. That's miles away. He doesn't mean that. He means he's got to go so far that he can't actually be seen that he's that he's that he's uh, undressed himself. That he's parade parade. That he's relieving himself. <coughs> But he can still be seen there. And that's enough for Tyrus. So that's not a contradiction. The second price is not a contradiction to Issy Bar Nosson. Omar. Ahu Safdana. There was that Safdana, that eulogizer. This gentleman who was giving his spadim on people. In those days, he used to hire people to give his spadim. The Nochis Kamidir of Nachman. He said a husband in front of him, Nachman, Omar, and he said about this gentleman, Hide Sanu Abar Chaisov, 
However, this person was a tsunua boy chaisav. He was tsunua in his ways. Amalev Nachman, Reb Nachman said to him, "At Eilus v'Hadei lebeisakisei, v'yadati tsunua yeloi." You went with him into the beisakisei to know whether he is tsunua or is he not tsunua. The Tanya ain't kind tsunua el misha tsunua beisakisei because we learned that you can't describe someone as a tsunua. Only someone who's tsunua in a beisakisei. So how can you turn around and say he's a tsunua b'achayso if you don't know? And this is very interesting. The mashah has, has an issue here because the pasuk talks about people being tsunua. Uh, Rekiva, uh, Rachel saw in the Rekiva that she was tsunua. He was tsunua, the daughter of Kalvus Tsunua. She, she saw in the Rekiva that he was tsunua. That's why she wanted to marry her. So we see sneers can be a, a definition which we can describe someone outside of the basic kisse. Very difficult to say that Rachel saw a Rekiva in the basic kisse. So clearly there's an element of snua here which is outside of basic kisse. So what Nachman must mean to say is that the, the, the ultimate sneers is when a person's in a hidden place. When a person's in a place where no one can see him, where, where the place where no one can see him is a basic kisse, that's when he's described as a snua. So you can't describe someone a snua unless you really, really, really know he's a snua. And you're Saftan, how do you know he's a snua? You didn't see him. You didn't actually see him in all different different areas of life. Rachel watched the Rekiva and she saw from his manner in every aspect of life, even though he wasn't a Tamachachon, but he, he was a man, he was so refined that clearly even in the base of Kisi he would have been refined. And therefore she saw that refinement in him. But you, Safton, can't say that unless you actually saw him in the base of Kisi. Like more than he goes, who cares if he did or didn't call him. So he said he called him a tsunua. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch tells us that you're allowed to exaggerate a little bit when you're saying a hesped. You don't have to be totally honest. Sometimes you don't want to be totally honest when you're giving a hesped, unfortunately. But you can exaggerate slightly. So halach and Shulchan Aruch. So what's Rav Nachman's problem here? No, so Rav Nachman says, Mishum Datani, because we learned in Ebraiser, Shenefroim in Amesim, Kach Nefroim in Asaftonim. When they punish the people who, who departed, they would also punish the Saftonim, and those who answer after them. Meaning, if a Saftan exaggerates too much, then that's no good. And here, Nachman felt saying he was a Tsunua without knowing that's called an exaggeration, which is beyond, beyond what's permitted. And the Chasvashan would be Nifroim and a Saftonim as well. Let's see Rashi more quickly, the Tashas. We'll have to stop there. Says Rashi. He himself will be able to see his friend, and he won't, he won't distance himself that far, and therefore the detirus is considered okay. It says, We know that Rav only became the Rosh Hashiva after Abaya. We know that Choyma, the wife of Abaya, came in front of Rav. That tells us that Abaya... <coughs> Now, Abayah left, even though in the, the dreams of Bahadiah, it says Abayah was going to, that Abayah would become very rich. But by the time he died, he left no money. And Chaimut came in front of Rabba for some money. So That's the end of Peg Afopi. It's an interesting Gemara there. So it comes out now that Rabba became Rashiva after Abayah, but yet his wife was still alive when he, when he became Rashiva. The interpreted the dream of Rava. This is one of the dreams that Rav and Abaya came together. So Rav and Abaya were both alive when Bahadaya interpreted the dream that that was the cause for the death of the wife of Rava. And yet we see that Rava's wife outlived Abaya. What's going on? Yes, we're going to have to say something very interesting, says Tesis, that though the dream took place earlier, 
and Rabbah then later became Rosh Hashiva. Abayah died first, even though that dream which interpreted he was going to die first was much later. And Rabbah then took over. His wife was still alive, but she died eventually. And Rabbah understood that she died out of time. She died, she died before her time and, and blamed the, the reason for that purely and solely on Ba'adaya to the point that he cursed Ba'adaya and Ba'adaya met this, this gruesome, grisly end as we saw in the Gemara earlier. So we'll have to stop here. We'll have to start next week. I wish you all a very good week, a healthy week. And we should get towards Kabbalah Satoya and Gazunt. Let's hope the Rebbein allows us to be Makabotari together, physically together. And if he doesn't allow us to be Makabotari physically together, we should be Makabotari spiritually together. Uh, we should all be united uh, as a single people. And the Kabbalah Satoya will be such that just like all people who were ill when it came to the, the Matan Torah, they all became healed. All the ill people should be healed now, and we should all see the Eino Mluvado, the Atta Reisel Adask, Hashem Elokim Eino Mluvado that we saw at Sinai. We should all be zech to see that this week. We're looking forward to meet you all together at the Beis Hamikdash. Liel Eregel Metz Hashem, the Korev Mamish. Thank you. Have a very good day.